What's going on, folks? Welcome back to another edition of the Hosni Mubarak Show. It is I, your host, Hosni Mubarak. It is such a pleasure to be jumping on here this week. And for sure, on this week's edition, we have or perhaps had the pleasure of hosting Mr. Arupat Joel, the former finance and marketing manager of ISEC Uganda, a stoic in all his ways as he comes and goes. We definitely will be finding out what that means and what that is and what that entails in the podcast to come. But before we do that, I'd like to give a special shout out to 16 Rounds Film. If you have not watched the joint, I really do not know what rock you are hiding under for sure. You know, but you definitely want to waste no time. Go to Lukman Ali's YouTube channel, L-O-U-K-M-A-N-A-L-I. You definitely will be, t- you'll be able to catch it. And of course, leave a review. It's actually called commenting on YouTube. Make sure you comment, make sure you like the video, make sure you share it also to as many folks that you would love to have a taste of that quality, you know. Of course, proudly Ugandan, proudly Ugandan. This is something from 256 for sure. And of course, I'd like to also give a special shout out to my boy, my guy, my fam, Kavali King. He is also creating something in the lab. He's cooking something for sure. He sent me something earlier today. Don't bother me. It's a video that he's working on. It's a video that is yet to be out. Depending on when you hear this, it could be out or perhaps it is yet to be out. But the best chance you ever have or perhaps that you will ever have to find out which is what is to actually also go and check out his YouTube channel. Kavali King, K-A-V-A-L-I-K-I-N-G. And you'll definitely be able to be updated on whatever he's working on. And for sure, also make sure you go stream his latest album steel waters run deep it is that joint is out of this planet that joint is out of this world i tell you for sure you know so definitely go make sure you get it out and you know uh stream it do whatever you want to do with it but (laughs) the least you can do the least you can do is share it to as many people as you can all right let's get into the podcast mr joe welcome to the show Mr. Joe, yes, welcome to the show. I can hear you loud and clear. Thank you so much. How are you feeling? Um, a little bit um, excited and um, nervous as well. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know what to expect, so I'm just standing in but row. Is, is it not a good thing? I mean, when you, you know when, when you know what to expect. Did you feel like the experience becomes so boring? Um, I don't think I necessarily need to know this thing that I need to expect, but just maybe a glimpse of what will actually be happening in the show. Hmm. What? A little bit afraid of the unknown, you know? I know, I know, I know. But anyway, regardless, I'm just curious, you know, because... Whilst we were preparing for the show, you told me you were having a banana and water. And I'm just wondering, like, <clears throat> I've seen this make rounds a lot. Many people would be like, it's healthy to have a banana in the morning. It's healthy to have water in the morning. It's healthy to eat healthy, mm-hmm. it's healthy, it's healthy. And I'm like, nobody ever explains the reason behind why it is healthy. Like, everybody just tells you to do stuff. But when you try to seek explanation, they just tell you, just do it. It's healthy. You know, so as someone that, of course, perhaps seems to have a culture of, you know, starting your day with, a banana and mm-hmm. what is the secret behind or perhaps how did you get to that point oh starting my day with a banana 
Yeah, yeah, like having a banana in the morning with water. Uh, no, I was just getting ready for the show, so you know I needed to clear up my voice. He called me in the morning and I was I was not speaking quite well. Um, I had to clear my throat. So from what I've heard from musicians, they normally eat bananas before they sing. So <laughs> <laughs> trying to act like one of those musicians prepping for my show. But is yeah. it is it, someone's actually telling me that they do more of raw eggs, like they just drink the raw eggs and then somehow the voice just, you know, kinks out. Mm, I've never tried raw eggs. I really can't uh, I really can't tell whether both of them work or majorly raw eggs, but from from what I've had majorly it's bananas. Mostly hmm. bananas. I I think bananas work actually. I think you can also feel the difference from from the voice you had in the morning and the one you're hearing right now. Yeah, 100%. This one sounds like a real maestro, you know. There's <laughs> <laughs> really no secret to it. It's just, um, just having something that will just clear up your throat before you start your day. Is, he, is, he, is there like any kind of particular type of bananas? Because you know that the long ones and then there are these small short ones, you know. Like, mm-hmm. is it specific to any kind or you can just have whichever is which? Mm-hmm. Both of them work, actually. Both of them work. But, um, it's majorly the best that this has. But um, the smaller ones are a little bit sweeter than the bigger ones. Honestly. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I've, I've, I've failed to differentiate between the names, but there's one that is called Mambu, and then there's one that is called Bogoya. So I don't know which is which. <laughs> As a matter of fact, actually, uh, I think the, the big ones are called Bogoya, mm. and the small ones are called Ndizi. Ndizi. Ndizi, yeah. I've had I've had most people call them Ndizi anyway, so I just mm. also stroll along. It's um, dizzy. I think it's dizzy. Though I don't know the listeners will, of course, give us a more charmed out, you know, a more charmed out and more mm. serious definition of what that is. But regardless, man, it's really a pleasure to have you on the show. We've, I've really been looking forward to this for quite a couple of days, you know. Um, speaking with Baluku, speaking with Fred, and then Gracie, and we just Gloria. I mean, and we're going back and forth, and I'm like, man, I mean, Joel, he looks to be more of a stoic among us. <laughs> <the time. laughs> I've actually read a lot on stoicism. I've read um, Marcus Aurelius' book. He's also one of the Pictetus. Yeah. So um, I think it's um, it's a good thing. Stoicism is, is really nice. It just it's just a simple way of living life. A hundred percent. You know, like I, I was actually yeah. like doing some. Of course, uh, I, I would call it research. A layman would call it stalking. And <laughs> I was just trying to get more more you guys that and you know you as an individual and I was studying your group pictures, and I mean mm-hmm. your composure in everything was just so stoic. Like I was like, mm-hmm. this guy, there is something about him. There is something about him that makes him like move like the secret sauce in the yeah. soup, you know, in the team. And, you know, of course, for the people that perhaps may be hearing the word stoic for the first time, please elaborate. Like, who is a stoic? What is a stoic? And what makes someone a stoic? Ah, that's a good question. But, yeah, let me let me just start with um, the fact that I was also really excited for the show. I've been hearing good things from the previous people who were actually hosted on the show. I was really excited, but uh, it was unfortunate people didn't have a case that day. So I, I slept and I was like, whoa, I hope I didn't disappoint. <laughs> um, it's all good, man. Yeah, but um, 
point is in, like I said, it's, it's basically a symbol of living, right? So a lot of, I normally like reading the quotes mm. of, of, of Spriggs, but um, there's, there's a way that it simplifies your life. Yes. It gives you a different perspective of life. Mm-hmm. Um, it has to do a lot with the thoughts, like how you think. Um, it also connects in some way to, to meditation. You know, the Greeks and, and um, I don't know, how can I put it, the, the Indians, the Buddhists. Yeah. I think um, the origins of Stoicism may have been from, from the Buddhists because um, the Buddhists do a lot more of the meditation and then this guy just has something to do with, um, with the mind. Mm-hmm. So um, it's sort of like uh, not worrying about the future. Just okay. focusing on the present and living at the moment. You get yeah, yeah. So how it connects with meditation is the fact that meditation helps you to eliminate thoughts that you don't want to have in your mind. Hmm. Yeah. So you basically live a life of no worries. Okay. Yeah. So to me, to me, that's how I understand stoicism. Though, I mean, if, if if I may ask, like, how often do you meditate? And perhaps what is, according to you, you know, according to you, is there, like, a recommended amount of time to be spent meditation or perhaps a frequency? Or is it just something that you do when you can do it? I was actually talking to someone yesterday about meditation and I was telling them my story of, of how I started meditating. Please tell us. <laughs> I was I was actually back I was actually back uh, around two sixteen uh, around March there and I was just curious I had nothing to do so I was also stressed at the same time I was like what can I do to actually clear my mind and try to live a more happy life mm-hmm. That's when I landed on meditation and I also love reading widely I mean I'm an engineer but I read a lot of history and. Yeah. Um, but congratulations, congratulations mm-hmm. on your degree, your mechanical engineering degree. Yeah, thank you so much. I think you missed that. I was, <laughs> <laughs> I was definitely going to slide it in just at the right <laughs> moment. <laughs> yeah, you are saying happy. You don't plan for the shows, and you you are planning to slide in my grad, my grad, my grad uh, congratulatory message. I have I have to do my sufficient stalking before I start, you know. <laughs> it's called research, but most people call it stalking, so I'll just call it stalking. Fair enough, it's fair enough. But yeah, it was around that time, so I just landed on meditation. There was an app that I was using back then. It was guided meditation, so I could just put on headsets and try to to meditate for five minutes, ten minutes. So it's, it's a process to start... Um, five minutes and then you can move on to 10 and then you can move on to 15 but it's it's not easy for someone who is actually starting out your mind will keep wandering mm. this is what they call the monkey mind it's always mm-hmm. jumping up and down like moving around so basically um, i did it for like one month and i started to notice a difference in my life mm. i could observe thoughts in my mind that i didn't want like you could just literally sit be sitting and watching your mind wander you get Mm. You can stop a thought that you don't want to continue in your mind and you focus on something different. Mm-hmm. It's just you being conscious of your mind. 
So, like, some people attribute, of course, <laughs> today is not, we're not talking about meditation, but just going to touch the surface of it. And perhaps yeah. we'll definitely do a bite size of some of the five things that, you know, we can key into focus on meditation definitely later. Mm-hmm. But just to touch the surface a little bit more, like, when we are meditating, of course, some books say you're supposed to control your breathing or perhaps uh, you're supposed to be still. Like, what is it for you? Like, what do you normally do and what have you found that works? Um, there are different kinds of meditation. So there is a meditation that you focus on inward, your inward body, and there is one you focus on the outside environment. Mm-hmm. So personally, what work, what works for me is the one of the inside body where I do controlled breathing. Mm-hmm. So I breathe in, and then I I feel the comfort that comes around my diaphragm as I breathe in and out. So that's what I focus on mm-hmm. to try and relax, to slowly like slide into the state of meditation. Okay, so it's uh, just controlled breathing and then feeling the comfort and there's a good feeling that comes with breathing in and out mm-hmm. that comes around your diaphragm. So just focusing on that is what for me works. It, the one of uh, focusing on the outside environment is quite hard. Mm-hmm. Um, it needs um, a very calm environment. So you need it to be in um, sort of like a forest, let me say, or a monastery or something. Mm-hmm. You can listen to things like birds chirping, mm-hmm. um, or calm wind blowing around the trees, and then you focus on that. But being someone who has spent most of my life in Kampala, I haven't really been really not the same person on Kampala. So I normally just do the the inward meditation where I just focus on on myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had a chance. I had a chance around last year, um, September. Mm-hmm. I, I I led a session on meditation. I'm I'm no guru. I'm no guru, but at least I tried something out. Um, I was leading a group of about uh, ten people. Mm-hmm. It was a camp. We had a camp in uh, is this uh, yeah, Seziba Falls. Seziba mm-hmm. Falls. It was, it was a nice one. Listening to the sound of. Um, the water dropping from the falls as we meditate mm-hmm. was a different kind of feeling. Man, honestly, I feel like that's something that is way beyond and above. And I also think that if perhaps, you know, someone would want to key into like the outward meditation, mm-hmm. perhaps you just go become a Buddhist or something like that, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, that's why you can control your environment. But regardless, of course, uh, jokes aside, let's get into the podcast. Actually, you thought this was the podcast. Nah, listen, <laughs> we, we, we always have a lot of hubbub. Like, of course, we try to keep the, the, the podcast as lively as possible. You know, we're already, like, in it. But, like, we try to, you know, chime into your personality, how you spend your time. So we yeah. don't have to do an orthodox introduction because by you telling us about meditation and, well, mm-hmm. you know, just you mastering the whole craft and just telling us a little bit about your life, like, you don't really need to introduce yourself. Someone will already know what you are about and, you know, everything about you. So... Yeah. It's my other way. It's our other way on the podcast here of introducing our guests. We don't do the orthodox thing of I'm from here and blah, 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 blah. We just yeah. want to have you talk about you and your life so then we get to know you, who you are organically and authentically. Mm. But that's, anyway, that's a quick glimpse into my life. I have a lot more I could share. But uh, we should save that for the next podcast, maybe. 
Actually, as a matter of fact, we're going to have quite a lot to share on the podcast, mm-hmm. on, on here, you know, because I do feel like Stoics are the most interesting people to ever talk to, you know. There mm-hmm. is always another layer after the first layer and another sure. layer after the next layer, you know. So the conversation mm-hmm. can go on and on and on and on and you keep rumbling and it's just more and more and more interesting. But regardless, you know, of course, yeah. you do work with the most profound youth organization I've ever met before. Like, let's leave aside the whole fact that it's the largest youth organization on the planet. I have mm. been able to witness and experience some of the some of the uh, organizations that you have put up, some of the events that you have created. And I would say for sure, I've been party to very many events, but I would say that you people are the best organizers I have ever come across. Wow, thank you so much for that. Um, <laughs> I don't know how to put it, but thank you so much. Thank you so much. We are honored. You know, I'm here yeah. from a man like you. I know that. Because, <laughs> <laughs> as, as a matter of fact, I would say, like, the coordination, the mobilization, the the efficiency, the liquidity in the team, you know, the association that you guys have amongst one another. And everybody is so precise to what they do. You'll never see someone, you know, conflicting in another role. And it's so physical. It's so feasible. Like, I can literally see it and almost feel like I'm touching it. I had never met you guys before. Like, I'd never met the team before. But when I actually got to see how you guys work, I felt like there's always someone from point A to point B and does not exceed point B. And there's someone from point B to point C. And it was so beautiful. Like, I'm not literally making all this up. This is coming from my heart. I feel like you guys are definitely the best organization ever, ever. True, true. Thank you so much. You're welcome. But regardless, of course, you know, we, we all do have a history with how we go into the organization and how we, you know, phone ourselves where we are right now. Mm. And perhaps also have plans and goals and how to get to somewhere else. You know, I spoke with Baluku and he tells me he's going to be the next president by the shout out to Baluku. And, uh, mm. you know, it's like there is always a step after the next step, you know. And I'm just wondering, like, before we actually get there, how did you get into the organization? Or perhaps before you even get to that point, like, how did you know about it? How did you learn about it? Were you at a party? Were you at a hostel? Were you in a class? Was it a friend who told you? How did it come to you? I, I normally like to call it love at first sight, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you really think that exists? <laughs> I know, I, I'm not sure that I believed in love at first sight, but after I found Isaac, I believed in love, of, love at first sight. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I was, I was just at campus. I was, uh, I was at hall. Mm-hmm. And I just returned from which hall? Nkrumah Hall. Okay. Yes, I just returned from class. I actually got to know about Isaac in my in my second year. Okay. My first year was really a mess. I I didn't perform to my expectations in class. So I just, what was that? Yeah, I needed something on the side that would just give me an edge over those in class as well. So I was just walking back and I saw this poster pinned on the notice board and they were talking about international leadership. And um, that just clicked with me. I was just curious to know. Let me ask, what, what was yes. the poster in Nkrumah Hall or on your way to Nkrumah Hall? What what point was in, the poster? Actually, it was, it was in the hall. The, the hall has notice boards. Huh. Yeah, around the walkways. 
like okay. as you're entering your room, there are notice boards on the side. So yeah, yeah, I was just walking and I saw international leadership, and I was like, how can I become an international leader when I'm <laughs> Yes, yeah, and there's some numbers uh, placed on the poster, so those are the numbers I actually called. Mm-hmm. Um, some lady picked up. And ISEC normally has this uh, process of of, of um, taking you into the organization that is quite scary mm-hmm. and makes it and makes it different from other organizations within the university. Before before you join, you need to have an interview with um, with the team from the university. Do you remember the name of the lady that picked up? She was she was called Brenda. Brenda, yes. It, does she still work with the organization? No, at the moment she left. Um, she's working with another company that is. Owned by an icebreaker, from icebreaker. Okay. Did you have the pleasure of meeting her though? Yes, yes. She was my chapter president at MOOC at some point as well. Ah. She was just at the national team uh, for the year 1920 before this team came in. Huh. What, what was the experience like? Could you paint for us the picture like the first time you met her, of course, as a student who is still struggling with his grades and like literally yeah. just wants to have a scoop into leadership, international leadership yeah. in courts. And well, you know, they just they just call this person who happened to, you know, pick up and well, be nice mm-hmm. to them. You know, like what was your first, how, could you please explain to us, like paint for us the picture, what was your first encounter like with her? Uh, of course, the first encounter was in the interview. Okay. Oh, okay. And um, you know, someone fresh out of of, of high school, and yeah. never been in an interview room before. A hundred percent. So I was, I was I was very nervous, very very nervous. Yeah. yeah, I had never been in an interview. So I tried I tried to to eavesdrop. You know, I was sitting next to the door. What what is actually happening inside and um try to, to, to get an um an overview of how the interview was from those who were coming out. Mm-hmm. But for, from what I was seeing the look on their faces was was, was not positive. <laughs> <laughs> what was their faces looking like? <laughs> they were not prepared for it. Of course you know as someone is going for an interview you'll try your best to actually yeah. prepare for the organization but of course, you you won't get an inner glimpse into what exactly happens within mm-hmm. the organization. So you just have the external context of what exactly it is. Mostly when you when you move into the interview, it's practical questions that are asked. Hmm. How many how many folks were you when when you went for the interview? Do you, do you still have a count? No, actually, don't have a count because the interviews are conducted over like a period of a week, a week of five days, like that. Ah, okay. Yeah, so you can't really know the exact number, but mm. we find the number. I think more than twenty. Oh, that's big. More than twenty. Yeah. So um, of course, I, my time came and I went into the room and they were asking me all these practical questions and you know trying to discern. And I was really desperate to join. I needed to get international leadership. <laughs> yeah. So I moved into the interview and tried to lie about myself. And, and <laughs> <laughs> hey, let me ask, like, what questions made you feel like you needed to improvise? I don't think that's yeah. lying. I just think that's improvising. They were asking these practical questions and they they were like, have you ever held a leadership position before? Uh-huh. I was like, yes. I tried to, to sort of relate it to my, you know, in high school I was basketball, 
your team captain. So I just try to I just try to connect my leadership story to that. But at some point things were not connecting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they were asking me questions that I couldn't really connect to that whole aspect of being a basketball captain. So at some point I had to improvise. Yeah. Yeah, but um Do you remember the questions? Yes. Do you remember the other questions that I mean push you off the edge even after you had improvised? Mm, I don't I don't quite remember them, but all I know that first one of have you ever held a leadership position before, have you organized an event and then they tell you to walk them through the event. Mm. Mm, they give you scenarios uh, as a leader and then they try to ask you how you you went through that scenario. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's basically the whole draft of how the interview flows. It's you ask they, they ask you who whether you've been a leader before and then they give you a scenario of what maybe happened and then they ask you what you would have done in that scenario or what you did in that scenario. Mm, okay, so, I can see the picture. Yeah, so I, I, I flunked and looked in the interviews, I was I was a mess. I almost cried when I left. I knew I wasn't going to be asked. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but I was surprised to, to get an email from Isaac. Mm. I almost I almost lost my voice that day. I <laughs> told <laughs> my brother had gone for my first interview and he was happy for me and now I was going to tell him the bad news of how I, I flopped in the interview and then I received the email. Yeah, I was really, really excited. I, I bet you had a bunch of bananas to clear your throat. Did you? <laughs> By then, by then I had uh, you know you know what it, I think uh, it's called peanut butter. Ha! Huh? <laughs> <laughs> you know I didn't even know. <laughs> hey, come on, man! <laughs> <laughs> Funny how we had someone on the show some time back, by the way. Mm. And uh, <clears throat> shout out to Kotunda, mm. and we were speaking about his breakfast menu, and he spoke about always having odi and a bun mm. every morning. So. Mm. Then uh, we had to we had to put him into the whole procedure of explaining what OD was, mm. you know, just to suffice with our with the rest of our international audience. But <laughs> please proceed. So that's when you got to know about OD. No, 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 no. Apparently, I knew we I knew about OD, but then mm. a couple of a couple of episodes back, there was someone that texted me from DM'd me on my Instagram from Czech Republic. Okay. He he is like yo. I love the podcast, but I mean, when you guys start talking in your local language, sometimes you know, when you use sometimes, that's where you guys lose me. So I really appreciate it if you like you know broke down some of this stuff. So I like kind of highlight every single time I want to do a podcast. I have it, even right now. I have it on my you know on my yeah. uh, my small research paper. At the top, like, I'm very sensitive to if there's any word that goes off the hook, we need to, you know, bring that back to them. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But one, one fun fact I can tell you, I don't know whether I should call it a fun fact or a food fact. Mm-hmm. Um, or D goes well with bananas. I think you should try it out. Mm. Yeah. Oh, wait, how? <laughs> <laughs> It's like it's that, now that reminds me. It's like back in high school, there was someone that told me, "Man, if you try on sugar, you would never turn back." I was like, "What? Are you guys high?" You know, I, I could, I could barely, I could barely picture it in my mind. But when I tried it, man, I was blown away. You know. 
Yeah, it's good. It's good. It's, it's actually what um, I used to have in school. You know, the highs and lows in school. At some point, you yeah. have cuffs, and at some point, at some point, you don't have cuffs. <laughs> Hey I know that you had those nose when I I had only your D left in my in my suitcase. Thank you. I had the <laughs> <laughs> I, I have my story but I'll finish yours. <laughs> I had the a D and sugar left so I could um use the spoon to crush the sugar in it. Mm-hmm. You, you crush the sugar and then you pour it into a D and you mix it so it doesn't just crunchy mm-hmm. with the normal sugar. So you grind, grind the sugar and then you pour it in the OD, you mix it. So it's sort of like sweet, sweet OD. Mm. And, then, and then you just yes. spot it with some water. Yeah, you just, yeah, with some water. And you're good. And yeah, for sure. Yeah, you'd be straight, man. You'd be straight. First, we had some guy called Oluge Emmanuel. I'd never mm. forget his name because of his OD. You'd bring yeah. 10 liters of OD to school. Ten liters, you know. <laughs> I, I, feel like, I feel like you're describing me right now. And yo, like we would lead, like he never used to carry a lot of junk on him. Yeah. So like, first would come with skits and jewels, you know that stuff, you know, yeah, milk and honey. Good. You remember them biscuits, milk and honey? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I know. I, yeah, I remember them. Yeah, yeah I know. I know those biscuits are good. Oh my god. Those biscuits are nice. But these days, the, the manufacturers play with them, man. Before they used to be like four. Now they're like three. And yeah, yeah, yeah. those biscuits are good. Wow, wow, wow. You're making me hungry. <laughs> <laughs> you know, those things you'd sit, you'd sit on them with like a small socket of milk. I'm telling you, by the time yeah. you, you got, yeah. you full, the box is almost done. Wow, those biscuits are good. Wow. I miss them. Anyway, so this guy apparently had like 10 liters of OD and we would yeah. put them aside. We would keep them aside and then we would give him our grab because we knew towards the end of the time things are going to be difficult and we'll need OD. Yeah. So we'd only tap the OD on Mondays and Fridays, you know, when we're going to eat posho and then we put in beans and, you know. Mm. <laughs> I'm confusing, but now, like, seriously, man, I, I really feel like if you have not tried this if like you're listening right now and you have peanut butter, you know, some people, most of us call it a D. Depends on what yeah. kind you have. I mean, there's one for Ginat and there's one for Ginat with, uh, with, with Sim Sim, yeah. Then there's yeah. one that is just Sim Sim plain. Which one is your favorite though? Which one is your kind? I like Sim Sim, but, uh, you know, personally, I am, I'm involved in the process of making the D that I used to carry school, to school. Okay. Yeah, same thing is harder to deal with compared to the to the genus. Ah, uh-huh. yeah, the groundnut. It's 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 harder to deal with. So that's that's why you normally see mostly the one of of genus that is is in the market. Ah, uh-huh. yeah. okay. And I like I like the same thing one. I've always been very curious. I mean, how how they make it? Like, do you take? Is it like taken to the machine and grinded, and then it becomes mm. paste, or it's like grinded on stone and then it becomes paste? I've always it's been very interested in the process. It's, it's both ways. So normally, I personally again, I prefer the one. Um, have you heard of a mortar and a pestle? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So there's also that part where you can use it to pound the genus. Okay. Or you could take it to a machine that actually grinds this 
but uh, the, the one that we normally use in my local community is the one of the mortar and the pestle. It's good for food. Ah. Just better in the food. Like uh, it doesn't totally crush. Yeah. You know, the genus sort of things, and it leaves some bit of um, particles. Yeah. You know, you know, you're making me hungry right now. <laughs> <laughs> you're self-dating. <laughs> you're making me imagine things I don't want to imagine. Because <laughs> hey, we need to get this up to keep up, but just to get something to start. <laughs> I, I, prefer, I prefer the one of the motor and the pistols than the one of the machine. The one of the machine is, is more... It's more more liquid hmm. compared to the one of the motor and the pistol. Mm, okay. Yeah. But mostly mostly they use motor most mostly they use uh, the machine to grind to grind the the genus. But I think I think I think the one that Emmanuel used to bring to school was the one that was grinded by hand because that joint was thick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was thick and you yeah, but... some crunchiness in it. I think that's why we all loved it, you know. Yeah. Yeah, it, it had some. So I definitely think it's the it's it's a latter, you know. It makes you feel like you're eating peanuts. Yes. 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 It's mixed feelings. Yeah. You know, it's mixed feelings, but now, like, <laughs> I don't even know how we got here, but. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, we're actually talking about your celebration. I mean, you, 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 of course, had gotten the the email from. From Isaac, you know. Yeah. Do you remember what the email said? Do you remember what the email read? Normally, when 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 I'm applying for jobs and applying for roles, <laughs> I, I never like scrolling down to the last part. Ah, oh, oh yeah, yeah, the <laughs> Yeah, it's like a stoic would definitely yeah. do the information. Because I was just reading and I was like, I'm just wasting my time. I just need to know the final results. So I just scroll down and so sort of like a stamp. Mm. And it was like the, the review board. The review board found fit mm. to join Isaac, and you passed the interview. After hoaxing them, how did you pass the interview after hoaxing them? Yes, I beg your pardon. How did you pass the interview after hoaxing them? Like, mm. I mean, after improvising, like, what was that? About? <laughs> mm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's, it's actually interesting, but the thing is, um. Ice for Isaac, we pick people who are at zero level. You get. We believe that everyone can become a leader. Yeah. And that leaders are not born. We believe that you can actually make leaders. Yeah. Yes. What they told me was the fact that I took the step to actually go and be in this interview. Wow. You get normally taking that step because there are people. Of course, I also conducted a few interviews here and there and moved around trying to tell people about ISIS. But when you tell someone about an interview, they're like, an interview to join an organization on campus. Mm. You get. Yeah. So just taking that bold step of moving into my first interview and all that is quite impressive. And uh, normally we don't reject people in interviews, however bad they are. It's the interview basically to see how and where you stand as a person. And um, see where we can place you as an organization to help you grow as an individual. So it's not like an elimination process. It's just the start of a journey. Just that statement, I think, is going to get almost all the people listening in right now to go and join the <laughs> organization. <laughs> so I'm going to be like, hey, by the way, what's one of the guys in the committee said, on the Hutchinson, yes. he said, 
apparently it's just all about going for the interview. Whether you suck or not, you will still come through. You know? In life, in life, that's it. It's normally just taking taking that first step. Yeah. So regardless of what happens, it's always what you learn from whatever you, you took the ball step to actually do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So after you got the interview, then you celebrate with your brother, then, I mean, walk us through, like, up to how you got to this point right now. Ooh, yo, that's a very long story. I don't know how I can summarize it. <laughs> well, let me see. Let me see if I can highlight a few, a few parts parts of my story. So um, after that, they they invite you for, and uh, how can I put it? And sort of like an induction seminar for new members mm-hmm. to talk to you more about Isaac. Mm-hmm. So mine was at um, some place. Um, at uh, Chisementi, I think. Mm-hmm. Cafe Javas. There's a Cafe Javas there next to Akasha. Mm-hmm. There's, there's, a, there's a sort of like a garden that's behind there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so that's, that's where we went for our first uh, induction seminar where they were telling us more about ISIS. So they built they brought internationals to speak to us and definitely that impressed me as well. Yeah. Um, the president of ISEC back then was um, a young guy from Togo. Oh, wow. Yeah, he was called Silve. So he was telling us his story of how he came to be part of the national team of ISEC in Uganda. And mm-hmm. the story was quite amazing. Um, he had no money, actually. Just <laughs> for the love of ISEC, he just yeah. came here. He didn't tell his parents and he just came. So he was just surviving and... And I said basically. Yeah. So um, it, I, I don't think, I don't know if I, maybe you can go into the, his story some other time where he'll give you his contact and reach out to him. 100%. It would be a pleasure to have him. Yeah, he will give you a more elaborate version of his story. But yeah. the energy, uh, the, the confidence of the, of the people that I met back then and the diversity is what really impressed me about the organization. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, uh, there was food as well. I was like, yo, you know, I don't know whether I had food, but you know, I love logistics. <laughs> <laughs> I love your transparency, man. I really love how real you are. <laughs> <laughs> the food! <laughs> the food! <laughs> I love, love logistics. There was soda food was prepared as well, so... Yeah. That definitely impressed me as well. And um, yeah, of course, there's, there's normally what we call roll call. Roll call in Isaac, it's like it's like a dance with different kinds of dances. So there are normally global meetings of Isaac um, entities like Isaac countries. So each country has a roll call of its own. And then within Uganda, we have the university. So each university has a roll call of its own. Mm-hmm. So people are all dancing to their roll call. And I was like, wow. I've never seen such an organization that um encourages people to be who they are, to be their true selves. So I think to me this clicked with me and you know, I said normally also organizes a lot of parties. You know, we, we love to work hard and play hard. So yeah. that also connected with me. So I was like, yes. Yeah, should invite me to one of these parties, man. This is what we call love at first sight. Yeah. Yeah. This this is it for me. I'm not leaving this. I'm definitely continuing with this. Yeah. In terms of uh, in terms of the network that I have to create. Uh, moving forward and um, also having fun and also testing myself in terms of how far can I go when I'm giving a task mm-hmm. such such kind of thing 
if, if I may ask, of course, you know, your your journey to ISEC up to this point has really had quite a lot of, you know, stories and mm-hmm. achievements and milestones mm-hmm. in their kinks and curves. And there's quite a lot to draw from, but because, you know, we don't really have quite a lot of time, but definitely we may have another, se- we may have another segment just to go, you know, deep into mm-hmm. all, all the rest of the detail. But I'm just wondering, you know, like, whilst you were mm-hmm. in ISEC, of course, and you, you've been on the team for quite some time, right? How yeah. is that by the way? 2017, I did ISEC in September 2017, so it's almost coming to four years now. Okay, so at what point did you join the like the the exec committee, if you will? Mm. So there the is a, an executive committee for the universities. Mm-hmm. There is also an executive committee for the national board. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, for ISEC in Uganda. So for, I sort of took a gap of like time of, of, of a whole year. I spent a whole year without applying for any role within the organization. Okay. And it's something that I still regret up to the moment. So around, mm. I took up my first role in 2019. As mm-hmm. um, as um, I, I will just have to simplify it so that people within the podcast who will be listening will be able to understand. Uh, I became the manager for sales mm-hmm. for Isaac in Isaac in Market University. So I was handling sales and marketing mm-hmm. in 2019. So the time was from Feb. To Jan the following year, so from 2019 Feb to 2020 January, I was um, head of sales and marketing for Isaac. So basically, what I was doing was um, selling Isaac to young people and handling the the pages on social media. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that was 2019 to 20. So realize there's a whole gap from 2017 to 219 that yeah. I had no Yeah. yeah. That that was time wasted. I look back right now and I'm like, that was time wasted. Yeah. I would have grown much more within that space mm-hmm. than I did. I was sort of like scared to take on roles, mm-hmm. like, like how I was afraid of the unknown when I was coming into this. <laughs> Are you still afraid? Uh, no, I'm not. I'm not. I'm sort of like um, flowing right now. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So speaking of, of course, uh, not delaying to take on roles, you know, you, you're definitely going to tell us like, <clears throat> oh, yeah, not exactly tell us, but like chip us in like what role right now do you hold yeah. and what role are you looking forward to? Yeah. So right now I'm handling finance. I'm handling finance and I'm also handling marketing. You know, that will surprise me being someone from an engineering background and I'm handling finance mm-hmm. yeah. it, it's all good it's all good it can happen it's basically finance and marketing I, I handle the accounts and the social media pages mm-hmm. we're not doing a lot of physical marketing so it's majorly online marketing yeah yeah 100% by the way as a matter of fact yeah, maybe the other thing I can add is the fact that I had applied for um, a role in Isaac in Ghana. Okay. Um, around, I think, one month back. Around April, May, I had applied for a role in Isaac in Ghana for, um, to be the country manager. Sorry, the country manager, yes, country manager for marketing. Okay. But uh, it didn't go through. Um, I think financially, they were not able to host an international and be able to pay them at the same time due to the pandemic. So, mm-hmm. We decided to go for an all Ghanaian team. 
Okay. But, um, I had I had gone through the whole process. I had gone through the whole process, but that um, whole COVID situation at the moment a little bit made things hard for me. But I was really ready for it. Hmm. I was ready to take on another opportunity. So is it is it like um, a prerequisite that the team should have a little bit of mixture in it? Because I do know for sure that one of your team members, Frika, if I did yeah. it right, she is from the Netherlands. And yeah. she has been operating here for quite some time. By the way, I, I do look forward to doing a podcast with her. Should be yeah. tomorrow. But like I'm just I'm just curious, you know, like is it something that happens frequently or is it just something that, you know, like you just yeah. work towards or just apply for? You know, the thing the thing that is amazing with Isaac is that you can apply to be on any team in any country that has Isaac. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, so it's sort of like a level playground for everyone in this world. Mm. So I could be able to compete with someone, let's say, let's say Belgium, to be able to be on their national team. Okay. Yeah, so it's, it's generally you applying to be where you want and be where you want to work. So what made you choose Ghana? Yo, that's a very nice question. <laughs> you know, I'm um, I'm sort of like a Pan-Africanist as well. Like I was saying, I have a lot of things about my life. <laughs> I do need of a hundred podcasts so that I love, I love, I love, I love Kwame Nkrumah a lot. And, uh, oh, I, just no. be, I just wanted to be in a country that is molded by the culture of such. Mm. The likes of um, Kwame Nkrumah plus there is another Kenyan president who died recently, Jerry Rawlings. Mm. You know, the, the sort of culture they created in their countries so different and quite interesting and just being able to stay with those people and trying to understand how what perspective they have of life you know? mm-hmm. and trying to learn that and maybe come back to my own country and try to drive that kind of culture mm. would be something that I was really interested in and then uh, of course you know Ghana is really interesting as well for me they were the first country in sub-Saharan Africa to actually gain independence from all the colonies mm-hmm. yeah so I just wanted to be in that kind of in that kind of environment. Plus the economy is also doing good. Like I just needed to learn from people who are living in such such a kind of environment. But, wow. I mean I, I spoke to Gloria Bado. She told me she'll be going to Dubai in yeah, yeah. September. Man, I it blew my mind. Like I literally put a gun to her head and told her if she doesn't go to that Hotel with a restaurant underwater. <laughs> Shouldn't come back to Uganda. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, you know, that's, that's, that's the opportunity that I think gives you. Yeah. That's, that's, it opens you to opportunities that are around the world. It doesn't tie you down to what you have, the limitations you have in your country. It just opens you up. If you see beyond your country, you see beyond your borders. Yeah, now, so I'm just, I'm just yeah. curious, like, let's say, let's say, you know, you. Okay. Let, let, let's twist this a little bit. Let's twist this a little bit because I'm about to I'm about to snap your neck backwards. <laughs> you know, because 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 you, you spoke about something that really like touched on now for me, and you know, most people we always like attuned to okay what the rest of the world is doing, and for the most part, most of the people that we attune to, they do not have any culture. Like, for them, what they do have is trends. Yeah. You know, the trend is their culture. 
they don't have norms they don't have ethics they don't have morals they don't have nothing like that they don't have stand okay, they do have standards but which keep varying and you know changing in relative to situation and time and of course i do also understand that the fact that you are so drawn to culture you do have quite a strong you know affinity to of course where you came from and how you got molded how you got raised and you know just cultured in one way or the other and which, which was very yeah. curious like is that a childhood memory that you hold on to so dearly up to this point that perhaps really gets you so inclined to your culture all the time and to culture yeah. in general mm. to my country not necessarily to your country but just i mean the the fact that you are so much engrouded into african culture and african ethnicity yeah. in other words being a pan-africanist you know is that mm. something about your childhood that perhaps just made you hold so tight mm. onto pan-africanism and just the culture in africa yeah it's it's not really it's not really the the, the, the culture of my childhood memory okay like i told you i read diversely oh i love that yeah, i read diversely and i watch a lot of um documentaries african documentaries from different countries is that one you can recommend by the way i'm also a documentary fan there's <laughs> one about the congo that i watched in 2019 i think that i really recommend um, i think I'll, I'll just share it with you i don't know the exact title but i'll have to share it with you 100 percent. i'll be waiting yeah i'll share it with you it's about um the robbery of the mineral that is happening in Congo at the moment and all that. Yeah, yeah. I also had some conspiracy theory about there's some mineral that is used to make the is it chips of cold, cold, cold. Called Coltan, they use it for making a smartphone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Apple mm. is behind it and blah blah blah. You know? And mm. I was like, Man, how come people don't know about this? Yeah. It really it it, it sucks. It sucks. It really sucks. Knowing that you can have more, but there's someone behind the curtain who is sort of like limiting you to achieve that. And that someone already has more. Yeah. And the thing is, not a lot of people know that they are being cheated like this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank so that, you. That's, that's what really disturbs my mind. And I'm like, wow. Sometimes I read and I'm like, am I the only one who knows this is happening? Yes, yes. Good. Like, my God, this feels so good to know that there's also someone that feels this way. Because... There are yeah. sometimes when, like, I'm with my friends and, like, I, like, I try to highlight something and they be like, ah, man, Jose, now you've started. And I'm like, no, no, no. I'm the... <laughs> what do you mean I've started? Like, aren't you guys seeing this and this? And they say, but, ah, man, don't stress yeah. us, you know. And I'm like, all right, okay, you know. But it's, it's very far and few that, you know, you get yeah. to meet people, like, that tend to see these things. And, you know, yeah. it, it really warms my heart. You know, to know yeah. that there's other people that see these things and perhaps try to open people's minds, but then they just feel like they're comfortable in the matrix, you know? Mm. Yeah, but what frustrates me as well is the fact that it's hard to do something about this. It's very hard because, you know, African politics is still militarized, so <laughs> tricky business. Yeah. Um, so just trying to find out how you can go about that. Sometimes I feel like you just. I don't know, I should just go to the bush and instead I'm saying and shut down. You go there with 50 liters of OD. With 27 guns. 
And 27 guns. No, no, 27 guns won't be enough. You just, I think you just need like a, I don't know, like a rocket launcher or something like that. Whatever, whatever. But it, <laughs> I haven't really found the world how I can maybe educate the people who have an impact about that. And sometimes I also tend to like, sort of like blame myself for not doing something about it. Ah, I don't know. It's just frustrating at the moment. Plus, also looking back at the history, the coups that happened, knowing that these coups were actually planned, and of course, yeah, uh, yes, yeah, those oligarchs who tried to tend to normally betray, betray their own countries and all that. So, man, you know, honestly speaking, the, the, there's a coup that I do, I do, I did learn about how it was planned, mm-hmm. and I'm yeah. so tempted to talk about this, but just, you know, for the, of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's gone yeah. all over the world, you know, so you may get yourself in a lot of trouble, but there's a country, mm-hmm. no, no, if, if, I, if I start, I'll not be, st- I'll be forced to finish, but there is a country that planned a coup, the president planned a coup, I hope that's, mm-hmm. a, if you follow, you'll get it, but... <laughs> But regardless, you know, just of course, as we come into the close of the podcast, there's, there's, I feel like there's quite a lot that we need to cover. But I also do hope and wish that we can uncover some of the things that I, I'm thinking we could do a bite size of the seven things that people wished they knew. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And and chime it in in the podcast as well, because at least I mean, if if we can get people to listen to us, mm. at least we can do a recording of it. And those that wish to learn and empower themselves can at least find it somewhere, you know, if they wish to know. Yeah. You know, but of course, as we come to the close of the podcast, it was really a pleasure having you on the show. But regardless, I do still have some, you know, back pocket questions I'd like to slide in just for myself. I do already, I think I already have like 20% of the question answered (laughs) to the next question, but I'm still going to ask regardless. I do know, okay, no, 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 no. Let's slow down. (laughs) (laughs) What's your favorite dish? What's your favorite meal? My favorite meal? Uh-huh. Don't be offended by this old meal. Well, well, I do know it has a D, but okay. Uh, yeah, and... I, I, really, I really like pork. It's it's very fine. Yeah, I, I like pork and uh, maybe having pork. And then this is what we normally call... How do they call it? It's a mixture of... Uh, Onions and tomatoes, and then they add some salt and chili. That's kachumbali. Kachumbali, yes. Kachumbali. Kachumbali and roasted pork, not not fried. Fried has a lot of oil, so I normally go for the roasted pork and some Irish chips on the side. Ah, uh, I think that I'm 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 assuming that you and Gloria must be quite close. Uh, she's always disturbing me to get her pork. So. <laughs> <laughs> Precisely, because they had on the podcast as well, and she, she, she yeah. told me almost exactly the same menu. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Does it for me? Because there was someone that once told me that there is nothing that bonds people more than food. Yeah, food definitely for me. <laughs> I like eating, but you know, however much I eat, I don't get fat. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, by the way, you are very fortunate and lucky to have that privilege. You know, there are very few people yeah. that tend to take that for granted. You yeah. know, mm. it's a gift. It's a gift. I have a cousin, she eats quite a chunk. Yeah. 
This is the second time I'm saying. I, I really, I really like, I really like food. Recently, I've also been working at a restaurant by the, but maybe that's the story for another day. So it's, it's like in my side being as well. How are you managing around the food? Just <laughs> <laughs> when you open the restaurant, you can't miss it. Good food. So. Uh huh. Yeah. Damn. We shall, we shall still save that story for another day. I don't want to reveal everything in just a single podcast. <laughs> Let's reveal one thing. Let's reveal one thing, though. Which restaurant was it? Uh, it's called Kawa to Go Restaurant. Where is it? It's located in um in Tinda Complex. Hmm. Yeah, Tinda Complex. Uh, it's you, when you enter Tinda Complex, you see it. It's, there's a huge signpost there that has Kawa to Go. Hmm. Mm, I'll share with you the menu as well. I know you're quite interested. I, I'm, I'm very interested. I'm very mm. interested. I've never been less interested in food, even though yeah. I'm having a slump. Even, even if I'm having a bad day when the food comes, we're going to yeah. put that mood to the side, take care of the food, mm. and then perhaps take care of the mood later. Yeah. <laughs> but in the soul. T- t- tell, me, tell me about your, you know, you, you spoke about being a basketball team captain. Ah, yeah. yeah. And uh, you use that to improvise in your mm-hmm. ISEC mm-hmm. interview. And I'm just curious. I mean, like, I do assume and I do agree. Do you still play basketball? Uh, I just played for fun at the moment. I didn't go further than national, high school national games. Uh, when I finished high school, I didn't put it aside. Which high school? Oh, that's um, a Christian high school. I don't know that you've heard of it. Yeah, 100%. Yes, I was at Roma Christian High School for six years. Wow. Six years. Okay. Mm. That's amazing. So I, started, um, I started playing basketball around senior three. Okay. Yeah, sort of like an amateur trying to, to dive into the court to try and see the big guys, but yeah. they always push you away. Mm-hmm. It's always that. The big guys normally tend to chase you away. They yeah. want guys already know to play with them. But I started in form three. Um, I like mastery. Once I'm into something, I need to master it and yeah. play it from my soul. Wow. It has to come naturally. That's that's me. If I'm going to something, that's what I want. Speaking so of mastery, I yeah, I fell in love with the game, so I had to master it. Yeah. Uh-huh. So every time I could come for holidays, whatever opportunity I had, yeah. I had to play basketball. Just improvise whether I didn't have a basketball, whatever. I could do stretches, I could, like, I just used to go online and get what I could do mm-hmm. to improve myself in terms of my vertical jump, mm. all I could do, lifting my bed, things like that, just to be fit. Wow. So it's, it's, not, it's not all about bouncing the ball, you need yeah. to be fit to play the game, okay? So yeah. From small three, I just started working on those simple things. Every day when I'm at home, I needed to do something that had to do with basketball. So around from five there, oof. I was I was good. I was really good. You know that that form for work. I also made the club. You know I'm from Soroti. Mm-hmm. Yeah, from so there's a club there called Soroti Tigers. So I went and joined the team, and that's when I got the opportunity to practice more and more and more. So by the time I was in form five, ooh, I went for national games. We came back. Yeah. We were the eighth best school in the country. Wow. Wow. Yeah, we stopped in quarters, unfortunately. Hmm. Um, we hope we could do more in senior six, but the team sort of like separated. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, was, I was good at it. I was really good. Yeah, I, I had mastered it per se. There is this argument 
Mm. There is this argument about who is the who. Okay, okay. No, no. no let me let me not get into it like plainly and just. Not necessarily the goal. Okay, okay, okay. Like the the mm. best basketball player that has ever played the game right now. Yeah. Yeah. Like who is that for you? Like who is that guy that you feel has mastered the game and is killing it? Mm. Who yeah. would be? You know, there's like you say, there's going with the trend, but then there's there's the aspect of sort of like let me say cultures and basketball. Yeah, yeah, like for you, of course. Like let 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 us put the trend to the side. Like according to you. Yeah, to me, I would go with I would go with Jordan, of course. I would go with Michael Jordan. Mm. Yeah, I'd go with Michael Jordan. That was raw talent, like mm. real raw talent. MJ was was being. You could have like made the game what it is today. Huh. Yeah, that was some raw talent. I normally watch his clips and I'm like, wow. Mm-hmm. Forget about LeBron. LeBron is sort of like this guy who just comes in to, to score the points. Like he has I don't know, how can I put it? He just learned the game like Okay. He, when it's shooting, he shoots the normal shot and it enters. When it's playing he doesn't he has the basics to make sure that he gets the play. Okay. But, but MJ was raw talent. This guy could shoot a free throw with all eyes closed. Mm, mm, mm. Yeah. MJ is the big thing. MJ is the But big. wait, if, if, even Steph Curry did that. Steph Curry did, did, did make a three-pointer with his eyes closed at some point. There's also that. There's also that. But if you watch LeBron's game, I feel like he does the normal thing to make sure that his team wins. Okay. Yeah. Most of the things he does, he can done them. Ouch. Okay. I mean, that's that's how I feel. Someone else may have a different perspective. Yeah. But me, I would definitely go with, with MJ. <laughs> Ooh, MJ was uh, was the real deal for me. I okay, okay. Well, happy the way you have it, but of course, you know, mm. you you know one thing that really hurts me about good food. No, what's that? Is that. All kinds of good food have one thing in common, and good drinks as well, but mostly good mm-hmm. is that no matter how slowly you eat them, mm-hmm. they eventually get done. Yeah. Like, I you just want the thing to keep, you know, you don't want it to get finished, you just want to keep enjoying it, but it has to I get like done. I feel like that's you ending the podcast right now. <laughs> that's the pain, that's the pain, you know, because, like, I, I'm literally having so much fun on the show right now, and, like, yeah. because I do know the folks as well that I listen in right now, I'm doing, I, I'm really having an amazing time, but... Yeah. Nonetheless, you know, we still have to come to the draining, drenching, you know, I, I don't want to call it sad, but unfortunate end, you know, that <laughs> well, regardless, we still have to catch up on this. We do have already two bite-sized episodes. But maybe maybe what I can add on is the fact that yeah. I don't know if it, it always gets done. Mm-hmm. You always order for more, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's a bar, that's a bar. <laughs> <laughs> that part that is the boy, my friend. A hundred percent. And as a matter of fact, we are going to be ordering more. We are going to <laughs> We're going to be ordering more from the same chef. We do have quite already two up uh, two uh what what do they call desserts? 
yeah, 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 dessert, please, dessert. yeah, we do have two more courses of dessert, and then hopefully we'll then do another main course. But for now, we can only follow a main course with dessert. We cannot have it the other way around. So just in closure, man, there is a quote that you put on your Instagram uh, bio that just resonated with me so much. And you said, if you can't get, if you are not, I'm I'm just going to paraphrase it. If you are not being, if you aren't challenged at some point, you aren't living life. Yeah, that's it. If you aren't challenged at some point, you aren't living life. Like, just in closure, of course, like, what is that one thing or perhaps a thing right now that challenges you or challenged you that made you feel like you're living life? You know, Isaac, Isaac in itself is a job. Mm. It's a full-time job. So, like I told you, I was also working at a restaurant. Yeah. And I was doing um, social media marketing, and of course, once you're there, you also have to be involved in the on-ground work. Mm-hmm. So I had to balance two jobs at the same time. Mm. Those two jobs really stressed me out. Wow. Mm. I've never been that stressed in my life, but you see, to me, I like challenging myself. I like pushing myself to the limit and seeing what happens when I go beyond that limit. Mm-hmm. So it's I just embraced, I sort of like embraced that challenge and uh, like you say, all good things always come to an end. Yeah. Or, whether it's good or bad, they always come to an end. Yeah. So it's just having two jobs and trying to balance both. So I, I said from around like 7 p.m., yeah. sorry, 1 p.m. from lunchtime to 6 p.m. and then the other job from around... I had to be at work by 7, so from 7 to 1 p.m. I'm doing the restaurant work, and then from 1 p.m. to around 6 p.m. I'm doing the... But of course, once in a while, they would come for you from the... Mm-hmm. So you have to move yeah. and not do the basic work. Mm-hmm. Now, even uh, when we're organizing the conferences, we're in charge of some things from the ISEC side. You have to move up and down. You have to create content. You have to post on social media. You have to stream live content. Mm-hmm. And it's like doing that with other job also on the side. Yeah. So that that really challenged. That that has been the most challenging thing in my life at the moment. Having two jobs and trying to balance them both and actually performing both roles. Wow. Yeah, that's it for me. And it just inspires me to do more. If if I can do that. Imagine if I have a single job that I have to do in the mm-hmm. Kill it. You just kill it. Yeah, you did. So it's once you do something that you think you cannot do, you achieve it. I mean, you you graduate to another level. Yeah. Yeah. So to me, it's just taking on the challenge head on. Head on, no matter what. Man. Well, at least yeah. if there's anyone about... Let, let me ask, when you take on the challenge, are you wearing a helmet, like, just to make sure your skull doesn't crack? Or you... No, 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 no. I'm, I'm, I'm sort of, like, hardcore. <laughs> <laughs> you go live head-on. <laughs> I go live head-on. Just see what happens. But as a matter of fact, you know, I do have something for the people to get to go head-on, the people that are listening. 
Mm-hmm. Anything you need to go ahead on right now is you need to go make sure you subscribe to this podcast right now. Head on, you know, wherever you I'm, I'm definitely going to do that. I'll <laughs> share it as well. I'll share it on my social media. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. And for you who's listening as well, make sure you do subscribe to the podcast wherever you're listening in. And also, I mean, that's the best way we can, you know, support the podcast as well and make sure that as well. You share it to as many people as you can. I mean, not everybody, but necessarily the people that you know are going to benefit from this. Because we do do this for constructive, you know, uh, development and empowerment, you know. So if there's someone that you know is into personal and professional development, don't hesitate to share this with them, you know, and of course, do drop us the gem that you got from this episode with the mm. hashtag Hatcham Podcast or the Housing Mobile Podcast on Twitter. Just let us know, you know, what is it that you learned. And of course, tag Mr. Joel Arapet. We'll have his details in the in the show notes. You will be able to contact him in whichever various ways you can. And of course, Mr. Joel will really thank you very much for jumping on the show. I had the most amazing session ever. I do feel like every time I do a podcast, I say that. But <laughs> <laughs> it always gets better and better, you know. But regardless, yeah. thank you so much. And thank you for the time. We really appreciate you. Yeah, I appreciate you as well, Jose. Thank you so much. Have a, a good day. Yeah, uh, maybe one last time. You know, I had like a movie recommendation. It just came to my mind. As Please do. Give, about, give, give. Um, I was talking about my, how can I say it? My whole issue, my whole ideology of how I took on my challenges. Yeah. And I recently watched a movie and it's called The Fair of the Chicago 7. I don't know what that is. Ah, The Chicago 7. Yeah. By Chadwick Boseman, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah, yeah, yeah. Nice movie. Nice movie. Yeah, I sort of like the ideological fight in court mm. between um, the judge and the, the judge who was presiding over the case. Yeah. Oof. Yeah, yeah. So it was so nice. I like the the bit where this guy was being cross-examined, uh-huh. and he was like, "So I am now being charged for my thoughts, for my ideas." Yet. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. It it just just hit me, and the fact that there's always a different perspective to something. So yeah, yeah it's sort of like a nice way of throwing in arguments. So I'm quite interested in law as well. But you know that that's the thing about knowledge. Like it it, yeah. it has it knows no perimeters. You know. Yeah. You got today. You can be in finance tomorrow, you can be in marketing tomorrow, you can be in law. The next day you're an engineer and it does not hurt, you know? Yeah, true, true. So anyway, regardless, thank you very much for jumping on the show. It was really a pleasure. I look forward, we look forward to, you know, doing the desire. Of course, you'll receive it, you is listening. We'll do the five mm-hmm. keys of meditation and then we'll do the seven things you wish you knew. That's a biotized. And then we'll also be going live, managing two jobs at the same time. That's all, I mean... It's almost like a three-course meal for you, you know, a main course, and you do have some dessert that comes down to it. They're just to get your test badge well-served and well-deserved as well. But regardless, thank you very much, Mr. Joel. All right, bye. Take Peace out. Hey, thank you so much for listening in right up to the end. I really appreciate you for sure. And, of course, if you found this episode productive and prolifically effective for you, I would very much appreciate to get to know what bit of it or what part of it you found very captivating and very motivating. Make sure you just put out the line.
put out the line of course tag our guest mr arupat joel and then of course post or perhaps tweet it with the hashtag hms podcast and we'll be able to see it and of course retweet or perhaps reshare your post as well we definitely will be very pleased to get to see what that was for you and of course uh, i'd like to give you the opportunity to join my only members community that is focused and geared on creating exclusive content for hms podcast fans and of course put you in position and a place to make very pivotal decisions for the hms podcast definitely is free it is a hundred percent free no strings attached we're not going to ask you for your email we're not going to ask you for your number nothing corny just get there and you will be able to jump in and how do you get there you get to visit band.us forward slash at the sign at hms pod squad and you will be able to get yourself a slot in the community and of course i'd like to give a special shout out to fashim charity organization if you are ever in the spirit to lend a hand you can definitely do it with them either in kind or in cash whichever format that you would like to prefer it can be done with them the airtel number the airtel mobile money number is zero seven zero zero one nine five one zero zero and their mtn is zero seven eight five nine two five one zero and of course if you'd like to make a wired bank transfer you can do that with the tropical bank account number which is two zero zero one eight four five zero six six and of course you can be able to support someone in one way or the other from whichever kind of capacity that you stand from and of course i'd like to of course again ask you to subscribe to the podcast from whichever platform that you're listening from it would definitely mean the world to me and definitely as well, protect yourself, stay safe, sanitize, wear your mask, social distance. And until next week, take care.